Hello and welcome to the Vine Life Podcast. I'm Tony Clark, your host, and today I've got the honor of having Benny Deshera on the program. Now, Benny is a multi-talented singer, songwriter. He's also a motivational speaker. He's overcome incredible odds to reach the top of the charts with his band, Empowered. We'll discuss his band and their latest album, Yahweh Nisi. I hope I pronounced that correctly. His career and also his incredible life-threatening survival story. So, Benny, man, thank you so much for being on the program. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, it's an honor on my end to have you. Uh, so, so Benny, I, I, the last several days I've kind of engulfed myself in, into your music and your band and very impressed, very extremely impressed at the musicianship and uh, you, your voice as well. My goodness. But uh, tell me about your start. What what got you interested in, in, in music maybe growing up? Tell me that story. Yeah. Hey, thanks for asking. So so in my B.C. life years and years ago, I was born and raised in New Orleans. So at, at some point I was a. Uh, I spent some time in the Navy. I was a Navy corpsman, which is a medic for those people who don't know what that is. And uh, when I got out, I started my own secular rock band. So we did all original stuff. We played the New Orleans and the Southeast Regional Circuit. Saw things I never want my kids to see, can I tell you. And, uh, you know, we were trying to be famous. And so my uncles, all of my uncles on my mom's side, they were all musicians. They had their own band. They used to open for Chuck Berry and a couple of other big names around New Orleans. And they, uh, and my uncle, who was the drummer for them, taught me how to play drum kit, drum set. So he was he was my first instructor for that. And these guys were incredible. So from from an early age, I was the drum captain in high school, for instance, like or in middle school, high school, all the way through. So that's my first instrument. When I write, I write on keys. So. Uh, yeah, that was that's what got me started. And then when I got saved, it was in 1995. And, and God and I had to have a really serious discussion about this whole music thing. So uh, growing up, I, I'm curious, what were some of your musical influences? Mercy me. Just not mercy me. Mercy me, of course. We actually opened for them. They were fantastic. But growing up, it was all of the old great rock bands, the the ELOs and the Journeys and the in the Chicago's and the Boston's and the Sly and the Family Stone. I mean just a great I mean back back in the day if you didn't make if you did not make music, New Orleans, Motown, Memphis, you didn't make music. It wasn't coastal at that point. So really great bands and these bands, they would rock your face off, but you could understand what they were singing about. They told a message and they had careers, right? They they put artistry in their music so you could hear what they were trying to speak and how they were trying to move you. And all of this, albeit in a secular sense, you know, that was great stuff. The harmonies, everything. So all of that attracted me. My 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 two favorite artists, when I was a kid, it was Barry Manilow, believe it or not. And uh, and as I got older, Dennis DeYoung, who founded Sticks, and he was a keyboard player. He oh, yeah. Was, he, yeah, fantastic. And he was another influence for me, so. Well, you know, listening to your music, I, I can certainly hear some of those influences uh, in, in your catalog. A little bit. Uh, and, and, a little bit, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I love love hearing those old influences uh, in, in, in your music. And uh, so, you know, your, your band Empowered, um, yeah. that's an interesting name. How did you yes. how did you start the band? Well, so I started the band, like I said, after I got saved, I was like, OK, Lord, what do you want me to do with this music? Because honestly, I don't want to do tambourines and just I just don't. I will. I just I don't. <laughs> Just let me do what I do. And, and kind of God came back to me with a boy, have I been waiting for you? Because just because you're now saved and you're a part of me and I'm a part of you does not mean you can't have energy. You don't have to be boring and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, great. So I was in my church and in my church, we had banners hanging around the sanctuary. One of them said empower. And I thought to myself, wow. How cool is that for a, a thing? So 
So I just added the ED, so empowered. And so basically for our band name, God empowered us with the gift of music so and to create it so that we can empower others who hear us, whether it's streaming or live concert or whatever, so that after they hear what we're singing about and we're singing about him and we're raising Jesus, they can go to other people and empower them. So that's the whole premise behind the name Empowered. So over the years, yeah, so how long ago members. Did... Go ahead, Come I'm sorry, here. I cut you off. No, I'm, I'm sorry, finish your, finish your thought there, please. No, I was like, so over the years, I had many, many members, right? Come and go or whatever. So, um, but as of, as of 2017, 2018, this is like the band. And so these are the guys that God had in mind for us to be who we are and do what we do. So there's a, there's a lot, there's so much stuff that's happened since 2018 that is not us. And it's strictly God. And if you don't think it is, then you're crazy because we can't do this by ourselves. And you can just see where he opened doors. It's just... It's been an incredible journey. You know, listening to some of your songs, I I, I love I love I love all kinds of music. I, I, I was raised on, I guess, uh, singer songwriter, uh, rock, progressive, all of that stuff. Even even the old country music. I, I love to listen to a, a big genre, a wide genre of music, as long as they're talented musicians. Right. And the, the thing that I noticed about you and your band, you guys have some chops. You you guys have talent. Speak about some of the other the the, the band members in your current band. Yeah, thanks for that. I'll do that because we thought we thought a sub name for our band should be Band of Misfit Boys. Right. I mean, back in the day, I went through a divorce, really bad divorce eight years ago coming up in october i had a traumatic brain injury about three or four years ago my wife had breast cancer my drummer's seven-year-old had leukemia and spent eight nine months at saint jude's in memphis my my other guitar player went through something my my bass player who's my youngest lost his mom at 16. so shane madare jr is my lead guitarist disgustingly talented Justin Burdett, my other guitarist, also disgustingly talented. They'll get together and they're like, maybe we should do a drop D and go into the seventh or whatever. I'm like, y'all find a room, just just go talk over there. <laughs> so, but they're, they're great, right? Uh, just just uh, Jeffrey on bass, the baby, he's incredible on bass. Mick is so in the pocket on drums. I mean, he's incredibly tight. Tupperware wants to hire him, and then I kind of fake it singing and writing the songs as much as I can. So just collectively, I tell the guys all the time, individually, we're nothing. We're really not that talented individually. We, we all have certain skills, but we're nothing. But when we come together like God put us together, then there's something, because all the things I mentioned to you about our band members and all the things that we've gone through, if our histories can combine with the music that God gave us, which talks about his story, right? Then that comes across the footlights and touches people and impacts them. And we're trying to point people to Jesus. Like, no matter what you've been through, what he's done for us, he can do for you. And kind of that's our mantra as we go out and perform and, and do that. It's, it's fabulous. Well, you do it very well, and uh, you had mentioned uh, just a second ago some of the uh, the trials that you've gone through, and one of them was a, a, a an incredible fall. I, I, I watched your interview; I think it was with CBN. Um, yeah. You had a major fall. Tell, tell me about that, and and what what did you learn from that? But but go back and tell tell us the story, if you would, please. Yeah, sure. I'll share that with you. Um, yeah, the the Seven Hundred Club interview is the one you're talking about, and. And they were talking about the story. So in 2016, there was this huge election coming up. And I'm the politico in my family. My wife is not. She can care. And so I'm, I'm up late watching because there were a lot of crazy people running. And I wanted to see who was the least crazy that lined up with me, right? Yeah. So my beliefs, my faith, everything. I fell asleep on the sofa. So at 6.30, the following morning, 
I hear my alarm go off on my phone, but it's in the bedroom with my wife and the door shut. So I'm thinking, man, this isn't good. So I recall, I recall Donna coming out of the door, holding the phone out to me like this. So I stand up off the sofa and I've got a 20 minute gap in my memory that I think God has removed from me. So I remember absolutely none of it. I don't remember any of it. So, so when we went to the hospital, uh, she told the she told the neurosurgeons that um, I had gotten to the hardwood floors of our living room, and when she went to hand me the phone like this, I was already horizontal. So they were like, "Well, how did he catch himself? Did he grab a, grab on?" She says, "Nope, there was no catching." They said, "Well, socks, water. Did he slip, trip? None of that." And she says, "But when when I hit the floor, the back of my head struck the floor. It sounded like a gunshot went off in the house." So, um, after she said, I tried to crawl to the recliner. She said, don't do that. Come lay down. So I laid down in the bed and, um, after a few minutes, all that Navy training came back. If any of your, if any of your listeners or viewers are listening or watching this, it is amazing to me that I was, I was in my early twenties when I was in the military doing that. And I mean, these, this is like years and years later and all that training came back because he had me in that place for that time to recognize something was wrong. And I told my wife, something's really wrong and we need to go like now. So she helped me get to the vehicle. We went to the hospital, ICU. I, I had a double fracture in the back of my skull, mm. a frontal lobe crush across the front. I did not break the skin, so I didn't bleed out. I bled into my face because it had to go someplace. So the whole left side of my face was blue, green, yellow, purple. It was nice. And um, all, all of that, right? And so, but to this, to, they, they just, three days in hospital and they said, your brain needs to heal. So we came home and uh, in a recliner because I had to sleep upright because of the brain injury. So the first month I slept about 20 hours a day. So Wow. Every three hours, my wife became full-time nurse, and every three hours, Powerade, a little bottle of Insure, and meds every three hours around the clock for a month. And then I finally started coming out of it in like month two to where I could kind of get around the house with a walker, which is, I don't know if you can tell, Tony, but like I live on the ceiling all the time. My wife loves when I'm sleeping. She gets a break. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm there, right? And, and I'm walking with a walker and I can't speak. I can't talk. And my family's going, what are we getting back here? And, you know, praise God, because we're sitting here talking today, almost eight years later. I have no taste and no smell still. Mm. But we're talking today. And that's, that's a miracle in itself, right? And, and, and I was like, boy, if God was trying to get my attention, there's easier ways. But he really spoke to me when I was down for those three, four months. And all of, from that point on, there's been an elevation. Like, there's been a push. Like, I've called you to do something. Get busy. Right? So, like his big thing, I tell a lot of people. He's telling me. When I say move, you should do four things. M-O-V-E. And just move. Don't think about it. That's you thinking you know better than me. If I tell you to do something, do something. And so kind of that's what we've been doing moving forward. And so uh, three days, the record, our second to last record we did was three days. And that came out of the injury and the Yahweh Nisi's the new one that we just released at the end of last year. Well, it, it, you know, and I, 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 that, that's an incredible story. It, it reminds me, uh, Benny, of uh, kind of Paul's experience about boasting in the things that concern his weakness and, and telling his testimony and, and Romans eight twenty eight and all of those things combined. Uh, how does that? Uh, and, and you talked about this a little bit, but but your experience with that tragedy and, and God obviously healing you. Um, you know, what's the important, I guess my question is other folks that have had similar experiences or experiences of tragedies, right. why is it so important for us as believers to share those stories for others or to others? That's a, that's a great question 
My answer for you would be simply this. My story is not your story, nor is it Frank's story, nor is it Virginia's story, right? We all have our own stories. We've all been through things. And if people doubt the fact that God creates miracles, you're interviewing one right now. Because even with a brain injury and, and, and I'm still missing senses or whatever, we're, we're, doing, we're doing God's work. And we're, we're, we've cut two records since then, which still blows my mind. It just blows my mind, right? So I, that's why it's important for believers to sharpen one another with these stories of victory, right? And it's not been easy. And this, listen, since the brain injury, my wife, breast cancer, lost my dad two years ago. Last summer, I was shut down the entire month of May with an autoimmune system because we did some secular thing and won that, which was, that was fun. But I mean, I was shut down for a month. I come out of that, we lose my wife's dad, and then a month later, in the middle of recording Yahweh Nisi, my mom passes. <clears throat> and you're like, and, and you know, and people are like, man, that's a lot of stuff. That's a, that, that's a lot. How do you, right? And guess what? But God, because when we have him and we surrender to him that he's fully in control of everything that we're doing and everything that he calls us to do. Those things, are, those blows from the enemy are softened, right? They don't go away. There's still pain. There's still sorrow. But it doesn't cripple you and make you incapacitated because we know who lives in us. Mm. And that's important to share. Yeah, and it definitely encourages others because we're all going to go through those hard times, whether you are right. whether you don't know the Lord or whether you do know the Lord. And thankfully, That's since right. we do know the Lord, we know that he can work those things out for our, our good. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And hopefully it comes out through our music as well, right? I tell yeah. the guys, the love of Jesus should be felt coming across the footlights when we play. Because if it does not, or if they don't feel the love of Jesus listening to us, that we need to, we need to do something else. Because we're missing our mark. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the the latest album from you guys. Uh, the uh, so Yahweh Nisi, your latest uh, EP. Um, let's, if you don't mind, let's go down those songs, um, sure. if that's cool with you, and talk about each one of them. Again, I, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to this a couple of times today, so a little bit fresh for me, thankfully, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed the songs, and your voice is, is very, very incredible on these songs as well. So let's talk about the title track again. Uh, title track is Yahweh Nisi. Uh, I got uh, musical influences. Just this is just me. I, I heard like Dream Theater to, to Petra and, and so forth, a combination of those and some others. Um, but talk about that title track, Yahweh Nisi. What's that all about? Sure. Thanks for that. Those are great names to be compared to, by the way. I mean, goodness gracious. Petra and Third Day and all those guys. Striper was my very first Christian concert before I was saved. I had no um, idea what I went to. But they were awesome, right? One of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. So, so Yahweh Nisi. So I pray over all of our projects before I write them. Just it's it's you've got to be in tune with what God wants, and and God really spoke to me on that. And He was like, you know, I'm really disappointed in the world, and I'm like, I get that, Lord. And He's like, I'm really disappointed in Christians in the world too, a little bit. And I was like, wow. So I'm ordained and I'm doing a Christian rock thing. Right? I'm like, you need to dial that down. This is what God gave me. He says, the world, there's bad and evil in the world. Right now, there's a tremendous amount of evil in the world and evil people. People in positions of power in government in schools, in, you name it. it. It seems right now that there's just this major evil overtaken the world, right? Yeah. And so he says, however, there's millions of people on the earth who call themselves Christians, followers of Jesus. My question is, where are you? And I need you to speak up. So he says, when you write this song, 
I needed to be militant. And I'm like, militant, right? He goes, yeah, I'm talking passion, energy. Like, we're going to war. It's a war cry. It's a rally cry to, like, surround yourselves with other people who believe like we believe and we know the truth. And let's fight the evil in the world with a little truth and not be shy about it, not be embarrassed about it, but a call to arms and go get it done. So it's actually the, the heaviest song really that I ever wrote. Mm-hmm. So Mikey, Mikey Howard with uh, love journey music. He's also the lead singer and the founder of a uh, seven time down. So we opened for them in 2018. He wanted to talk after that show. We hung out for an hour talking. He's like, you know, God's telling me produce you guys. And uh, I laughed at him. And the next thing you know, he produces three days and he just produced this one. So after he got a hold of Yahweh Nisi, it actually got heavier, but it didn't sound heavier, if that makes sense. And um, I, w- I was tickled pink. I was like, mercy me. That's just crazy. So, so that, and that's what that song is about. Like, let's join forces. Let's everybody join together and we're going to fight this evil in the world with him. And, and, and refresh me, the, the term Yahweh Nisi, uh, what does that mean in English? The Lord is my banner. Translated from the Hebrew. So the Lord is my banner. So it's actually sung out in the chorus because we want to make sure everybody kind of kind of gets that. But it's it's done on purpose. And the reason I went Hebraic with it is not only is it a call to action, I want people to ask. What is that? Everybody gets Yahweh. They're like, oh, Yahweh, that's God, right? And I'm like, yeah, and that Nisi thing. And I'm like, yeah, there you go. Right? Yeah. And so it it opens the door for discussion. I love after our shows and we get to talk to people. That's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah, that's, again, it's an incredible title track. It's got that hard, I love that hard edge to it. Uh, very, yeah. You know, especially if you come out of my background, I, I love the a lot of the progressive music and, and the harder edge stuff. And that's that's right up my alley. So I, I certainly appreciate that title track that you guys have. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a bunch. So the second cut from the album is uh, Jesus Can Heal the World. Tell me about that song. Yeah, that song, that's the radio single off of off of this record. And, and Mikey and I, you know, we got together and we kind of, co-wrote co-worked on that song he brought it to the table we kind of put the empowered spin to it this that and the other and um you you think about yahweh nisi what i love about our records is i hope they tell a story like you like chapter by chapter like we were talking about earlier right so yahweh nisi let's go we're going to war for and then then there has to come this realization that no matter what you're caught up in no matter what you've ever done in your life all of these type things. Jesus can heal that. Mm. Jesus can heal the world because we just celebrated Easter. He took care of everything in three days. That's what the whole three days record was about, right? So so if we if we can focus on that and understand that Jesus is the only one who can heal the world, then there's a strong likelihood that if we point people to him, that they'll start having a question and answer and, and start searching him out so that he can heal whatever's going on in their own world. That's how we change the evil in this world. We have to be willing to speak about it, but we have to be willing to point people to the answer. And Jesus is the answer. There's your song. Yeah, and, yeah, and this, this song certainly does that. Um, and that's, that's certainly what we should do as believers uh, instead of and just, you know, and instead of condemning, point out the issues and, and everyone's looking for, you know, to to fill that emptiness uh, and, and they need forgiveness for their sins. And yeah. and certainly Jesus is the only one that can do that. So, yeah, this song is 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 very cool. I, I appreciate that. Um, Benny, the next song is Soul Shaker. Uh, yeah, it's a foot stomping <laughs> song, right? A little bit. Little, little bit southern rock soul kind of uh, to it you know and justin and i were working on that um from the inception of it and that's kind of how we write by the way like i write the songs and i'll look at shane and i look at justin for guitars and like i'm like bring me what god gave you bring me what he gives you and i tell jeffrey on bass bring me what god gave you and i tell bring me what god gave you and i have two incredible guys that i want to mention that i never mentioned uh richie long and gary governale and these guys 
have worked with me for over two decades doing video and production and everything. They handle all of our uh, all of our uh, videos, our official videos that we put together with this. And at this point, they understand. They go, I know, bring what God gave me. I'm like, that's right. And I stay out of it, right? Because I want what he gives them to be a part of it and come out in it. So it's a, so Soul Shaker, with that being said, is when we're talking to people on a day-to-day basis, and it doesn't matter what you do for a living. For me, it's a stage. We do music. It's, it's fantastic. For some pastors, right, it's a pulpit on Sunday. For a construction worker, it's a house or a high-rise. For a nurse, it's a hospital or a doctor's meeting or something. We always have an opportunity to share him with other people. So I don't want to just live my life as a Christian. And I don't want to live my life as an outspoken Christian, but I want to be a soul shaker. So if I'm talking to Tony, I want to shake Tony up a little bit, right? Shake that soul, man. So when we're done talking, you go, wow, I can't believe what we just talked about. Let me go look that up in the scriptures and see what it is. Or let me reach out to a buddy of mine that I know is like rooted in the Lord and and tell him what we were talking about. And and it kind of opens up a drawing in, per se. To the, to the spirit, a drawing into Jesus. And so hopefully we could be soul shakers. And that's what the song's about, right? I want to be a soul shaker, not just a wake up every day. Okay, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, Christian. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very good. Very, yeah. very inspirational. Um, the, the next song is the fourth cut, and it's got a familiar title. It's called I Surrender All. Tell me about that song. Right. So, so I surrender all wasn't even the title for that song. And so, and then after Mikey and I got talking, that's the title. So it's, uh, you know, I just wanted, it, it's got a little, it's got a little just good old fashioned straight up rock thing to it. Um, the biggest thing that I've learned in my past, especially, especially with the music, the music business is incredibly difficult to navigate especially in today's world. It just is. Um, and if you think it's not, then, then you're wrong. It's just incredibly difficult. So you take all of that into account. But as surely as God told me to do it, he's never said, hey, guess what? I was wrong. You should stop. Right? Mm. And so mm. you wonder about things like, why can't I get in this church? Why can't this? Why won't this radio station play as the other ones do? You can get really wrapped up in that. Or... Why, why did, why did Tony get a raise? I've been here longer than him and he got a raise. It doesn't matter that you outperform me. I just want to know why you got the raise and I did things like that in the workplace. Right. And it's not until I learned that once we surrender everything, like I surrender all, that's when God can work in your life. Because if we're holding on to stuff, we are holding on to stuff, which could include an important step that God has to shake out of us to reach his purpose. So so I Surrender All is basically just a directive, right? It's just, Jesus, I surrender all. I'm not holding on anymore. That's the first two lines in the chorus. You don't even have to have a rest of a song. Just those two lines. I'm not holding on anymore. That's what surrender is in a sentence and kind of that's what that hopefully that's what that song is speaking to people when they hear it yeah and and a description of the song was that um it encourages listeners to surrender not only their circumstances and actions but also the outcomes and this is the hard one also the outcomes of which god is ultimately in control why are those outcomes so hard to 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 deal with some time because god I, i want you the outcome to be something else you know, than, than, than my plan. Why is that so hard? Yeah, I don't know. Can I be real? Because we think we know more than him. Yeah. Right? Think about it. Yeah. We're so, we're so finite. God is infinite. So we don't know his plans. We don't know his ways. So unless we surrender our hopes, our desires, our dreams, all of that, unless we surrender that to him, we'll never experience. I, I, here's, a, here's a for instance. I had a buddy of mine. 
he's in radio in Baton Rouge. I'm in Baton Rouge, so he's in radio in Baton Rouge. Dude, I can tell by the accent, by the way. So can yeah. you a little bit? He's like, he's like, yeah. he's like, dude, y'all are like blowing up. I'm looking at all your socials and everything. Just and I said, can I help you with that? He says, what? I said, 97, 1997. He says, what about it? I said, that's when I founded this band in 1997. And you know what he knew? You know what he said about it? Nothing. He didn't know what to do with that. And I was like, dude. There's been so many things that have happened and transpired over all this time to present, right? But I can look back, and because I've never quit on what he's told me to do, I can say, oh, right here, he did this, growth. Oh, right here, he did this, preparation. Oh, look right here, he did this, favor. And all of these things bring us to today where this is the band with the guys, with the producer, with the people, and it's all because of the him, right? It's all because of Jesus being faithful in what he's called us to do. Even on the lead, say what he's called me to do, the faithfulness in it, we don't get to experience what he really has for us if we shortcut his dream for us because our dream we think is different or better. Amen. They made good advice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, Benny, it's a hard lesson to learn sometimes as, as even as believers, it's, it's hard to learn that lesson and, and, and uh, to uh, seek him first. Uh, many times we, we, we like to walk in our flesh instead of it in is. the spirit. Right. Absolutely. Me, 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 I, 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 right. (laughs) Benny, the fifth cut is I'll Meet You There, Daddy's Song. I I can relate to this song, but tell me about it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So that one, thanks for that. So um, I'll Meet You There, Daddy's Song, in parentheses. Two years ago, um, my dad's always had heart issues. He had a quintuple bypass and he had an aortic lower aortic bypass and he's had stents we've always thought we're going to lose dad to some heart thing and two years ago he felt a pain in his hip and he told my mom he wanted to go to the hospital so they uh they went and the doctor says hey bud you have cancer and my dad said really like really and the guy he says yeah and he says well how bad is it so my dad says so the doctor told my dad like like get your things in order Oh gosh! Like, like maybe, maybe two, three weeks bad. So, uh, and my dad, little Sicilian that he is, right? And he didn't. We never knew. He, my dad, did not tell people. Oh, I don't feel good and that kind of stuff. So, he, um, he, uh, nine days, Tony, from diagnosis to dancing with Jesus, nine days. So, um, um, that was quick. So within the last couple of days of his life, we're having a discussion, he and I. And I'm like, so dad, not only do you have a, 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 an invitation to the buffet, you have a name tag set out. So like, I need, this, is how, this is how I can relate to my dad. So, and he's like, he's like, I'm like, I need you to tell me you know where you're going because it's important to me. And he says, I know Jesus died and he rose again and that's how I'm going to heaven, right? And I'm like, that's absolutely right. So it doesn't matter what the doctors tell you because it's going to be incredible for you. It's going to suck for us a little bit, but it's going to be incredible for you, right? And he, he did. He chuckled and he, he said, eh. and I'm like, and, and, and just, you know, and I love you. And my dad, my dad and I were like really close. And so he passed and I helped take care of him at the end or whatever. And, and so uh, we I actually went after that. The following month, I went to uh, see Mikey at his studio, and we were doing the vocals for, we, we redid We Three Kings. We did our own version of We Three Kings for Christmas, which is mm. crazy powerful. And, it um, is. And, and, and well, thank you, you heard that too. So he, yeah. uh, but he, when we got done with that, Mikey was like, tell me about this song that you said God's putting on your heart for your dad. And basically what God was telling me is that there's so many people who've been through loss. So many people. I want this song to touch them and know that through all of their pain and all of their sorrow, 
that because they know where their family member is once they pass, there's actually joy in that, right? Because we know that we're going to see them again. Thus the title, I'll Meet You There. And that, uh, that's a crazy song live. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to get through, but everybody relates. And, and hopefully it does exactly what God wants it to do when people hear it. So it's, it's, it's humbling. It's very humbling to take these songs that God gives me it we put them into music and when it when it literally when it touches other people there's no wow look how great we are thing it's just a humbling thing to see god move on people and that he's willing to use us to do it so it's a it's a blast you know you mentioned uh your your dad passed extremely quickly and 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 i i read your story and i can relate to that uh because my dad probably within a week he was fairly good health and then a a week later he was stepping out in in, into meeting jesus so you know the story i'll meet you there uh is, is a very encouraging song about a parent we've lost but we've lost them temporarily and that's when right. we pass one of these days, uh, we're going to be with them, and it's going to be like no time passed. And we can oh. go on for eternity with them. So encouraging, Absolutely. encouraging song. And I can relate to you, Benny, with that song. Yeah, thanks so much. And that's what it's meant to do. So um, I appreciate that. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned that I, I, I like that We Three Kings song. Tell me a little bit about the genesis of that. How did that come about? Because I was listening to it today, and I, I got... Uh, my wife and I went to see Mannheim Steamroller for this past Christmas, and I kind of got that vibe. Uh, of, yeah. You know, We Three Kings, the Mannheim Steamroller with the with yeah. the heavy, you know, music in the background. Tell me about that song. Yeah, a friend of mine said it sounds like Empowered ran into TSO. Same difference, right? TSO, Mannheim Steamroller. And I was yeah. laughing about that because, you know, my thing is, especially in Christian music and this is just for me there's so if we can equal the passion and the energy and the excitement that we feel knowing that God is God and Jesus is Lord of Lords right and all that if we could make that come across in music because I just don't want people to go wow you're a Christian and that's just the most I almost went to sleep on you kind of thing. So so especially at especially at Christmas, right? And so We Three Kings is a really great song. It's an old, 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 old hymn um from the eighteen hundreds, right? And so but but it's sung that way. It's almost sung monochromatic, right? Kind of like a chant even. Like in the church. Like when I was a kid, it was it was like that. And I'm like, you know, and I was talking with Mikey about that too, and again producer we call him the magic beanie he's got he wears a beanie there's all this magic that god gives him in his head and he says let's do that and i'm like okay great let's do it so but it's you know it's like how can we bring that energy and that passion of what christmas is into this song in other words the the three kings and i mean many they say some scholars say many more than three but right but for the title's sake you're like how do we how do we display that passion they felt leaving their own countries and searching out the king of kings who's who's a baby but he's going to save the world right so so that's where that song came from and boy that one that's rowdy around christmas so we we start playing that one in the fall going into christmas and and people really 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 enjoy and get into that one yeah, that, that's uh, it, it's a cool song. Any any plans to do any more uh, Christmas music of, of that uh, genre? We yeah, I've been looking at, you know, you kind of have to get started now if you want to do one for this Christmas and stuff. But as it stands, since we did the last record, like Shane's come up, he sent me a clip of some music the other day and he said you know we want to do a song about samson so he's like well, listen to this and i'm like oh you don't need hair to get into that one so that kind of thing and god gave me one on a road the other day that's going to be called jesus is coming kind of kind of straight message in your face like hey are you are you ready you want to do the mcfly thing right mcfly are you ready yeah. he's coming yeah and and it's and it's just um 
kind of that's where God's leading us. If he if he does that, I even thought about another one for uh, another Easter song aside from three days. So um, it it just it ebbs and flows, right? Sometimes when I sit down and write a song, I can do it in a day, like within a day. Um, other times it it takes some time for him to speak to me, but I don't want to rush what God wants me to say. I'm curious uh, of songwriters like yourselves. What, what's your process? Do you do you sit down with with pen and paper? Do you sit down with a guitar? And for and I, for different songwriters have told me different ways that they write songs. But what is there a method that you that you go through to write a song? Yeah, and it's different. Sometimes I'm driving in the car and I see something on the side of the road, and God says, "You see that? There's your title." There's your title. The Jeremiah 29, 11, for instance, off of the three days record, the one before Yahweh, um, mm-hmm. the second month coming out of my month-long sleep-off, right, from when, it, when I first saw Donna had gone to the store, and um, and I heard a man's audible voice in my living room. So when the Holy Spirit will give you a word, it says, take this, run with it, write something like that. This was an audible word. And, and he told me in my living room, it was like, Benny, I have huge and great plans for you coming out of this. And so I was scared, right? Because I thought somebody broke in the house, but I was, I was excited as well because I knew who it was speaking. And it's the first audible from God that I'd ever received ever. Hmm. This went on for like three days. I was crying like a baby when this affected me. And on that last day that he was telling me, he was like, Benjamin, I have huge and great plans for you out of this. this so the next song you write for me will be titled Jeremiah 29, 11, which is my favorite verse in the Bible. My favorite, best promise ever, right? And, and so he's like, however, I don't want to hear for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. I don't want the whole verse. When people hear the song, I want them to know that how I stepped into your life and saved it, I can do the same thing for them if they just press in. And then, believe this or not, Tony, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you face to face, literally audibly gave me every lyric for that song. And I'm in my I'm in my office and I'm writing big third grade letters because I was still kind of on meds and all this kind of stuff. And then... And then a few weeks later, when I was kind of really coming back together, I'm in there reading this thing, and I'm like, you know, and and it was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And then I got with Shane, and then we start putting it together, and that's what we came out with. That's one of the most powerful songs live that we do that everybody doesn't know what to do with it. They just don't know what to do with it. We had a young lady come up one show and said, that Jeremiah song just wrecked me. And I'm like, wrecked you? And she says, I just, it's in here and I don't know. And I said, I said, that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. And so your job for that is to go let other people know that what he did for you, he could do for them. That's it. That's what the whole song is about. And that he loves you. And that he has you. And that he cares for you. And she, she didn't know what to do with that, you know. And can I get hugs? She wanted to hug everybody. And she runs off with her friend and they're talking. And I'm thinking, you know, it's easy to get caught up in an artist thing where you go, wow, I made an impact today. But it's more intelligent when you realize that because you've surrendered all, that is God doing the impact. He's just using you. Right. You're just you're just you're just a channel for him to reach somebody. And I think as Christians, if we could understand that more, if we could learn that more, that this there's no greatness here except for what he wants me to do and that I actually do it. Right. And so all the praise, all the honor, all the glory goes to him because we're pointing them to him. And it's just a blessing and extremely humbling to be a part of that. It's a blessing and extremely humbling to be sitting here having a discussion with you today. Because this is a God thing. This isn't a Benny thing.
Yeah, it just reminds me, Benny, of the, the vine and branch illustration, that we're the branches, he's the vine, and he just asks us to keep abiding, keep abiding in the vine, right? That's right, right? Produce fruit. Produce fruit. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Benny, you guys have a, um, or you have an ongoing partnership with Children's Cup. What is Children's Cup? Yeah. One of my favorite stories ever. So, so you know, like when you when you have a band and bands and they'll have like Compassion International or they'll have somebody that they want to help sponsor. And so, uh, Brother Dave Boulder King um, at my church when I first started going there, he and his wife founded Children's Cup. He had a heart for Africa. He was always in Africa in the AIDS villages, right? Because all these AIDS orphans lived in all these villages because of the promiscuity of their parents, their parents were dead. So the grandparents were raising these infants. So food, clothing, medicine, schooling, but he also provided the gospel message, right? And what God could do for them and, and all that. So I actually went to Swaziland, which isn't Swaziland anymore, but actually it's Eswatini. But I went to Swaziland on a mission trip with his son, Dan. Uh, Brother Dave passed away in Africa, and that was his heart's desire, was to pass away in Africa, and he did. So Dan runs it, so I went with Dan, we did a pastor's conference for a bunch of pastors from around the region, and they all came to the church, and we did that. And um, they, they do that. Now they've expanded into, like, South America and all these other places, and it's the same thing. They're not only wanting to take care of the physical needs and the mental needs of these kids, but they want to take care of the gap where Jesus has not been and give that to them. So childrenscup.org is the way people can find out about it. And, um, and they can see all that they're doing if they want to help. But we take, when we do shows, uh, we tithe off of all of our merchandise. It goes directly to Children's Cup in our partnership. And we've been with them forever. So it's, it's been a, that's been a great, um, association because it's family because we know in first person the people it's not like a big corporation and we're trying to do that i felt that was really important that we knew who it was that we were supporting so that when we talk about it people feel that passion too well i can certainly sense the sense and feel the passion uh in, in your words here uh about what you do and and how god's blessed you and What's God, what God's doing in your life and, and this, this ministry, childrenscup.org. And I'll put all of these links below the videos um, so folks can click on it and support you. Uh, but, Betty, are you working on – what are you guys working on now? Are you, do you have new projects coming up or what's on your agenda? Yeah, the big thing right now, we're trying to we're trying to work on the touring part of it for this new record. So we're trying to put those dates together Um and see what we can do. We're ongoing talks with some churches and some other venues. For me, I don't care yeah. if we play a secular venue. It does not have to be in a church. Because, yeah. because last I read, last Jesus was all up in the secular world talking about what to do. So so for, for me, we're just trying to get shows to do that. And in, in the meanwhile, we're looking at some ideas for uh, we're looking at some ideas for some newer songs and we just finished the official video for, we just finished filming the official video for Jesus Can Heal the World. So that's going to release in a week or two. And um, after that, we want to do one for Yahweh Nisi, but that's going to be like a, that's going to be like a mini movie. And it's going to take a lot to pull that one off. So we're trying to get them, we're trying to get the planning and everything and the funding and everything together to pull that one off. But that's going to be, yeah. that'll be a fun one. Wow. Wow. Uh, so um, so in terms of your touring now, um, can folks how can how can they find out about where you're going to be, where you're going to be performing? Yeah, all of that is on our website. So if they go to R-O-C-K-I-N, the number four, Jesus, so rockinforjesus.com, we list all of our dates where we're going to be playing. If anyone wants us to come and play in their area, if it's a venue or a church, they could also reach out to the website. I do all of our booking and everything, so I'm in direct contact with everyone, and I go ahead and tell them what we need to do to put it together. So if if um, someone wants to book you uh, as a band, if they want to buy your your albums, uh, do they go to that website as well? 
they can go to the website. We'll direct them where CD Baby has physical CDs for sale. We're on about 40 different streaming platforms now, too, because, you know, in today's world, that's necessary. So Spotify seems to be yes. our largest one, but um, people can find us there, too. Absolutely. Now, I'll put those links below. Uh, so I, I just encourage you, if you're listening or watching, listen to Benny's, the gifts that he's got, listen to his band. Uh, and I think you'll certainly be blessed. And, and, you know, the folks that I have on the program, I just encourage you to support them financially buy, buy their mm. buy their merchandise, buy their merch, buy their 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 streaming audio or, or what have you. But just support them because, you know, it's um, this is what this is. This is their this is what these guys do. So uh, a worker, a worker is certainly worthy of his of his wages. So support them. Yeah. And, and I think you'll be blessed and you'll enjoy the music as well. But Benny, is there anything else that you want to add? Just again, thank you for, for having yeah. me on with you. And, and my prayer is for. For everyone who follows you and follows your show and hears or, or sees this in some kind of way, you know, Jesus gave them a little nudge. He gave them a little God wink and said, hey, did you hear that? That was for you. And if we did that, then we've had a successful time together, right? Yeah, and Benny, I I, I think the world, um, the world has always needed the message of a Savior. But I think in our lifetimes, we've never needed it more. Uh, we can turn on the news and we can see horrific things that are taking place that I never would have imagined two years ago. No. Um, and it's just it's it's like mind blowing the 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 evil where we have exchanged darkness for light and light for darkness. And we're calling evil good and good evil. So your music, um, it's certainly God inspired. And we need the message. We need more messages like you produce there. So I just encourage folks to, to listen because we live in a dark world and there's only one light. There's only one that can save and give us hope. And that's Christ Jesus. Amen. So, Benny, uh, I, I can't thank you enough. I'm going to ask you to stay on just a, a, a minute or so after the program ends. Uh, but, man, thank you so much for coming on, telling your story and, and uh, telling us about your band and what's going on in your life. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, thanks, thanks again for having me. And it was great to connect with you.